Quick Stop is brought to you by Lucky Dice Games. Check them out at stores.ebay.com slash Lucky Dice Games. Everybody, welcome to Click Stuff today. This is your host Daniel Powell speaking, leading in with our, our exiting out the weekend and our double episode weekend. And I got uh, Jason drooled on Alvy. I'm using liquid hand soap here at my house, guys. I don't know about you. <laughs> and uh, I got our special uh, guest today, the head of rock, Mr. Howard Brock. Hello, everybody. How you doing tonight, Howard? Uh, just rocking along. <laughs> there we go. So, um, Howard's got uh, a bunch of rock information to uh, give out to us tonight, and a lot of updates and a lot of neat things going on. So, um, instead of kind of a traditional format, uh, we're actually just going to go through the the questions that you guys have an- asked us on uh, the Clicksoft Facebook page. As kind of our show format, and then anything else that you guys didn't ask at the end, um, Howard's going to tack on his uh, additional information at the end. Uh, so we're just going to kind of free flow it here and uh, get you guys a bunch of cool information. Yeah, great questions, by the way. Yeah, yeah, y'all asked some very good, uh, uh, straight to the point questions. So. Yeah, you put me on the grill. <laughs> but it's okay. I like uh, I don't like to avoid things. I like to just meet them head on. And um, there's some things obviously that people have been wondering about, speculating about, um, thinking is this a better thing? That a, is it a worse thing? And you know what? Why are we doing this? And why are we doing that? And so I like meeting those things head on rather than uh, everybody guessing. So that that that's good. Yeah. Well, let's start out with little uh, with something a little bit lighter. And uh, Zach Strong wants to know, what's your, uh, I guess we can all answer this one, what is uh, your most played piece of all time? Well, see, that's uh, that's kind of a funny question because, uh, I mean, one, one of the pieces that jump out at me is probably Banshee because uh, I played Banshee on a lot of different teams. But I bet you if I really thought about it and go all the way back to Infinity Challenge, it's probably something stupid like a paramedic. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. A support piece that you played all the time. I mean, therefore, I mean, until... I mean, for those of us that have played since the beginning, um, we had the first uh, retirement, so to speak, uh, I remember being really pissed about retirement initially because I didn't understand it. Now I'm totally, I went from pro, from being anti against it because, I mean, all I saw was I've got an investment in all these figures. Now I can't play with them uh, to now realizing how important that is the, the, when we do the rotation. And, um, but there for the, for, for a few years, again, there was no rotation out. So we were playing with every set that was made 
And <clears throat> I'm relatively sure I played with a lot of Black Panthers, and a lot of paramedics, and a lot of con artists, and a few other pieces. But those 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 figures were pretty much on everybody's team all the time. Right. What about you, Jason? Uh, well, I have a pretty large collection, and I like to play different stuff pretty much every week at the weekly events. But back in 2014, when I was really hitting it hard with rock, I'd say uh, Iron Pharaoh. I played Iron Pharaoh pretty much the entire year. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to say I think it's going to be Iron Pharaoh. I played a lot of pretty long tournaments with him. Yeah. <coughs> Yeah, I mean, and you know, I haven't played as long as uh, as you guys, so uh, I'm coming up on four years here uh, in May. So, I mean, mine would probably have to be most rounds of tournament play would be Nick Fury, yeah, easily at this point. Which one? Uh, Nick Fury, O fifty six. Okay. Well, see, that's another thing is uh, I, I didn't, and I didn't mention Nick Fury, but I mean, if you're talking that might I probably played Nick Fury more than Banshee. And then sometimes I play Nick Fury on the on the team, but he's almost always on the sideline. Almost always. Yeah. For sure. So. Yeah, he's probably right up there for me too. Yeah, and I played him quite a bit on the main force as well. So. Um. All right. So Brian Poland uh, wants to know Howard, uh, who is the home champ? Of the Brock household, who wins more games against each other? Well, I'll be honest about that. I mean, we don't play at home that much. We usually play at the store or we play in tournaments. Um, Easton, over the last year, year and a half, two years, has definitely had the upper hand. Um, he wins more games than than, he, than, uh, than I do. But, I mean, there's, there's, there's so many things that go into that. I mean, most of the time we're not playing – our best teams, it's usually a sealed event, or we just happen to draw each other. And I will tell you this, um, I don't know why, and Easton will tell you the same thing, but he opens up with a critical hit on me. Uh, even, I, I like it, It's unbelievable how many critical hit opening rolls he's had against me. Yeah. And my, and my dice seem to be do. I mean, I'm not, try, I'm not a, a guy that blames it on dice, but it but again, he will he will verify this. My dice seem to go cold on him when we play each other. There was a, there was a long time uh, up until the last maybe three years um, that Easton never beat me. I mean, uh, we went. I mean, never. I mean, we went years and years and years without him ever winning a game against me. So I mean, uh, I just just is. But he's but now that's he wins more than I than I do. Yeah. That's what uh, that's what I was thinking. I figure the luck thing is uh, that's part of uh, what you've uh, passed on to your uh, to your children. There, that's uh, that's the piece of them that you leave with them. <laughs> so, uh, what's funny is that um, Sam. We played Seal Thursday at Bang, and uh, I've had to play Sam round one, and she her opening energy explosion attack against me was a crit hit. So that. Uh, that's the worst way to start a uh, opening salvo if you're uh, if you're the only receiving end of that. Uh, next question comes from uh, Nick Haberman. Uh, can you give us any more news at the moment on the uh, new champ pieces that you're making? Sure. Um, I can't I can't give too much news, but I can tell you that 
what we submitted was accepted. Um, we had our, our what what happens to, just so everybody understands the process. Wiz Kids contacts you, and then they ask you what pieces would you like to make. Okay, in this particular case, I got an individual email, and then uh, Easton, myself, and Warren all got other emails. We had already been talking about what we wanted to do, and we wanted to make something that worked together. Um, in other words, we we had two figures that we wanted to make that worked together. Um, that part I can tell you. So uh, when we initially were contacted by WizKids, we only had one figure that was our one set of figures that we had picked, and. Um, we'd already been working on the dial and what we wanted to do and the point value and the whole nine yards. They said that we had to pick out five figures. So, uh, and, and then they had to look at them and then they had to, I, I guess they have to look at what sets are coming up. They also have to look at uh, what DC and Marvel have mandated to them they can and can't do. You know, there's a few things that go into that. It's not, it's not like you can just make anything you want. Um, and... <laughs> so so uh, we got that. We made a list of five, and we put them in the order. And um, we then had to wait, and they re- finally replied to us, and they said that our top choice they could do, they did not know when it would be released and in what set. Uh, and then they wanted to know what our ideas were for it. And uh, we had our ideas on the sculpts. We had ideas on We already made the dial, and we submitted all that to them. And uh, that's where we're sitting at right now. We're just waiting. Now, I haven't been through this process before, but I, I have talked to other people that have. And what I do know that what the end result may be may not be the dial that we they, they can modify it and play with it. They 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 may it may not be exactly what we made, it, mm-hmm. it, but it will be close. And that's where we're at. I wish I could say what I wish they would give me the yeah yeah. But but uh, that's it. That's all I can say. Right. Yeah, and that, and Pat's described Pat's described a similar uh, process as well for his figures. So, uh, no, that's neat. I'm glad, glad you're making progress. Yeah, we're just sitting away now. So, all right. Well, let's move on right along here. Uh, Drew Warren um, wants to know what exactly uh, does the spirit of the game mean to you. Um, and uh, with the rocks definition, what is the rocks definition of spirit of the game in regards to the rule that prevents extremely unfi- unfun teams like Faust's oop, uh, "Oops, I win" or Ophidian's "Outwit the rules of the game itself"? Well, um, spirit of a game means two things for me. I mean, in the regards that he's talking about, the spirit of the game. Well, let me say first. What he's not talking about when it, when somebody says spirit of the game to me that's good sportsmanship, okay. Right. But in this particular case, we're not talking about good sportsmanship. We're talking about it. It basically breaks the game to make the game uh, not playable. And the particular pieces that we're talking about, uh, they make the. It's not that it's unfun. It makes it a. It makes it not a game. Um, anytime that you can have one player that can do little to nothing. And sometimes that occurs just because of matchups. But when you have somebody that can do little to nothing, um, the other guy, and so it, it's that's not the spirit of the game. That's not what the game is supposed to be is meant to be played 
I build a team, you build a team, and we strategize and try to work around each other. And sometimes, sometimes your team has an edge over mine because of what I built versus what you built. But the dice and uh, the and my ability to to do things can sometimes overcome that. In other words, my play. Um, even if we even and sometimes you win even when the odds are against you. In these particular cases, you don't win. You just sit there and you watch, and there's nothing that you can do. That's that's breaking the spirit of the game, and that's um, that's not what. Uh, it's not about being unfun. You can actually play fair teams, but it's just a bad matchup, and we've all had that happen. I mean, right. I've actually won tournaments, but had had a silver bullet team that I was facing sometime in that tournament um, that just annihilated me. And what you have to hope for is that somebody else in that tournament annihilates that team where you don't have to play it when you, when you make it into the, towards the finals. And that happens. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you, uh, the difference there is a Fidian and uh, Faust lock you out from playing the game and being able to move your characters or make attacks. Uh, so that breaks the spirit of the game compared to like, uh, if you come to a competitive Heroclix event and you have four Killer Moss with no Perplex and you face a KC Green Lantern, uh, that's kind of your own fault. So, uh, hit roll, having to roll, if your team's designed to have to roll 11s, that's way different than uh, you never even getting to roll those 11s. Correct. So, no, I, and I think that's that's right on the nose. Um. So so Howard, I think um, the the we got a couple of questions like this in this list. The next one here from Harrison Fordyce, and uh, I, I think I know what the answer is going to be for all of these. Uh, and it's one of the great changes about Rock. Um, but I want to ask the question and let you talk about it a little bit as well. Um, so Harrison Fordyce says, "What determines the minimum distance between big events?" I know it's the. Uh, amount of players it can support but what is that minimum number what go does southwest ohio have to aim for uh baby steps i know first got to talk the local store into trying to buy some rock prizing um in that regard first of all anybody can run a rock event anytime they want the only time that you have to get approval was when it's a super qualifier or above and what we do when you want to run a super qualifier or above, we pull out the calendar and we look at what is going on that same weekend and where. Um, if we have a super qualifier in California and you're in Ohio, there, there's no interference. But if we had a super qualifier going on in Louisville, Kentucky, um, and you were in Columbus, Ohio, that's pretty darn close to each other. We wouldn't want to run that the same weekend. You could run them... Um, they don't have to – you just can't run them on the same weekend. If you wanted to run one this weekend and one the next weekend, we don't have a problem with that. Right. Yeah, I think it's uh, – the big thing is is just getting your uh, uh, getting your player base behind it locally and uh, uh, thinking about where your store is at and, you know, um, what works good with the rest of the uh, local area too. Well, one mistake stores make um, is they think that, I mean, it certainly helps to have your local, it certainly helps to have a large local base. It certainly hel- helps to have 
a um, um, a bass that's going to play, um, but it's not necessary. Um, if you have the space and you want to run a super qualifier above, don't underestimate the ability of being able to bring in people from out of town. Um, you don't have to have a huge amount of Heroclix players playing locally week in and week out. The, just simply running a super qualifier will bring people in. And uh, anywhere, I mean, honestly, anywhere from a from where you're at all the way out to eight hours. Uh, generally, I like to think it's a four-hour radius, but I know I know people that go further, and I and I've personally gone further myself. So um, I like to stay in the in the uh, I like to stay in the uh, four-hour range. Um, six hours is really as far as I want to go, unless it's something really really special. Yeah. That's that's right on the nose for me. Uh, anything above three hours, I like to go over the night before. Uh, say you know anything above three hours, I like to go over the night before. And uh, uh, about six hours is the max. We've gone. Sam and I have gone about nine hours before, but we turned it into a mini vacation. So right, but it also has to de- depend on what you're going to. I mean, if it's a big event. If it's a nice venue, if it's the the prizing is super duper, um, if you got a bunch of other players that that you know that are there that you haven't seen, I mean, there's a lot that goes into that. Sure, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so I mean, Harrison, I mean, you get Harrison's right there, close, right side outside of Cincinnati. So, um, and they we they, had a uh, Cincinnati tournament. Uh, I know, I'm yeah. pretty sure. I don't know if you were there, Daniel. We I, was. I finished second yeah. in it. Um, uh, well, we've had two there. There was one that you finished uh, second in, uh, and then there was yeah. one about two years ago that, uh, and I think Easton got third or fourth, and uh, Dave and I top sixteened in. I remember that we te- we play tested the uh, the night before. That's right. Uh, that one that one was like mediocre. Um, I don't know. I don't know why, but the one before that, I, if I remember right, it was like sixty something players. Well, I think the first one that you went to was sixty something, and then the one that Dave and I went to still had fifty two players at it. Oh yeah, I, I, you may. I think you may be right, but the the point is, is that what we're saying is, if Cincinnati, Cincinnati seems to be able to to draw a big crowd, they should run things. Yeah. No, I agree completely. Uh, so the next question comes in. Uh, Randy Carter asks, um, "Would Howard support a player-driven campaign to get Whiz Kids to coordinate and legalize rock maps?" He says before Worlds, but that's probably just in general as well. Okay. Well, that this is a this is a very this is I'm I'm glad he asked this question here because that's that's a good one. And I also um, he he messaged me today and I told him I would call him back and talk about it. And I will as soon as that probably when I get off the phone here. Um, when I uh, the, the, yeah, that that's a tough thing. I, I don't want to be involved in the campaign itself um, in trying to legalize rock maps for whiz kids. Uh, two, I just I just don't want to um, bring that kind of limelight to me. That I'm trying to get something done and get whiz kids to do something that personally I don't think they will do. Um, 
and I and I will tell you why. Because in the, in a weird way, Brock was in the same position a few years ago. Um, a friend of mine, uh, West uh, Wesley Summers. I think we all most of all of us know who he is. He's a graph. He's, he's a graphic artist, and he was making maps. And I think that Wesley maybe took it for granted that because of of me being on Rock and our relationship, and um, that when he started making maps and what he did is he, he made maps and he, and he set it up on a, a monthly subscription deal, but they were not legal to play anywhere. They, they were some good maps, but you couldn't play it. It was with, with, they weren't whiz kids legal and they weren't rock legal either. Um, they were just something that if you liked them, you could play on them. And some of them were really cool because I'm, I, I remember one that he did that, um, that was pretty neat. It was, um, uh, what's the Civil War site? Um, uh, Gettysburg? Yeah, he did Gettysburg. And I thought that was neat. I think anytime you can take um, area, area, uh, a map, an area of the country or something that means something to us and, and make a map out of it, I think that's pretty cool. Um, anyway, uh, he asked me if we would if we could do that, if we would make his maps legal. Now, that's a great benefit. That would have, would have been a great benefit to him. I mean, a huge benefit because now all those maps are worth more because they're legal not only for, I mean, they're legal for rock play. So, I mean, that makes them more desirable. Um, my answer was like, no, we won't do that. I said, Wesley's nothing against your maps. I said, but that takes away from our own maps. Um, our maps that we put out, we want people to buy, and we want them to feel like they're prestigious and that they can use. And if you if you got if you're making maps on top of our maps, uh, I think that you're driving our map or the value of our maps down. I said, furthermore, uh, even if I said yeah, I uh, Tony who owns Ray HC Realms and Grid Reality at the time, um, I don't think he would do this. I said, why would he do this? I said, I don't. There's no benefit to him. Why would he let another map making company? make maps um, for his event when he can already make more maps. He could do exactly what you're doing. If he wanted to pursue this, he could make monthly maps. We, we, have, we have the ability to do that with, with Grid Reality. If we wanted to do it, we'd do it. And um, so um, he didn't, Wes didn't like my answer, and he went straight to Tony and told him, and Tony told him exactly what I said. Yeah. And, uh, and that was the end of that. And then he, and then next thing I know, Wes started a petition on um, on, on the uh, internet about getting his maps. Had a lot of players sign up, and it didn't matter. I mean, he could have had a hundred thousand people petitioning to, to do that. The bottom line was it, it did not benefit Rock, and it did not benefit Tony. And I think that Randy is going to run into the same thing. How does that benefit? Whiz kids, they can make their own maps. They can make neoprene if they want them. They can make paper maps if they want them. Um, and even even in their own maps, they don't make them all legal. So even if um, I, I and so they would have to then go and analyze our maps to decide which ones they wanted to include uh, in tournaments because they may not like all of them. Right. Um, and I just don't think that that's going anywhere. I mean, I, I think it's. Obviously, if he did, I'd be in the same boat with Wes. Hey, now rock maps are legal for whiz kids. Now they're more desirable, and that should mean more sales. So 
yeah, I think that's cool, but I don't want to, I don't want to get in this situation where I am uh, um, trying to force whiz kids something. So I, 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 if you guys or anybody and Randy wants to do that and take it to whiz kids, I think that's great. I think it'd even be greater if whiz kids said yeah, but I don't think that Rock wants to to uh, be involved in that in in the campaign itself. But hey, more power to you if you can get it done. Right. No, I can see it being both ways, right? Is uh, it'd be great for Rock if WizKids accepted it, but uh, and then on the other hand, if uh, uh, you know, I think just to, in my opinion of the question is um, if uh, if WizKids sees that your maps are selling well, um, you know, they they can kind of monitor your site and see how many you had available, how many you sold, or you know, if players are really having a good uh, backing of that. Uh, there's no reason that they really can't do it themselves too. Exactly. So, um, no, I mean, I'd like it and I'd like it for the, uh, variety it brings. Um, I think rock maps are way more dynamic than, uh, um, a lot of the WizKids maps. Um, so yeah, I know if Randy wants to lead that charge, then, uh, I think that'd be something, uh, and I was just talking to somebody about this yesterday. Um, WizKids, uh, the past couple of years, has uh, become what I'd call more self-aware um, and a little bit more interactive on a lot of levels uh, as far as listening to their players, talking to us, um, getting our input on things, uh, to whereas they may not have done that in the past so much. I agree. So, what do you think, Jason? I think it's a cool idea, but I think he's got an uphill battle in front of him, just for all the reasons that Howard pointed out. Yeah, I, I just, I just don't see it happening. So, you know, in their mind, in their mind, it's just a competing product to theirs, probably. So, my, you know, my, why, why legitimize it? My uh, my counter argument to that is is they couldn't give us the dang Enterprise Bridge premium map. Yeah, I'm told. Yeah, that. and that's and, and darn it, darn it. I heard about that afterwards, and I want it. I want, that's that's that is a map I want. Mm-hmm. Me too. I totally would have bought that. I was ready for it, <laughs> and I wasn't even going to buy the Star Trek set. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, all right, next question is a pretty big one here, um, yep. and, and one that's, uh, uh, personally, um, I have the same question as well. Um, Jamie Jordan writes in, do you think that the moving the Rock World Rock World Cup to Huntsville will affect attendance this year? I know one of the nice things about the last three years is that the entire event is held in the hotel. If a person is done playing, they can just go back to their room and relax, go to the bar, have a drink. This may prove more difficult now that the event is at a separate venue, especially if people have carpooled from long distances. One guy wants to go to the hotel, and now he can't just leave his buddies at the venue. Is this something that has been thought of? Uh, just for the record, myself uh, and the rest of Team Juggernaut will still be attending this year. Yeah, same for us. We're going to be there. Uh, so Jamie and uh, uh, myself and 
you know, we're still all plenty close to uh, Huntsville to attend. It's actually closer for us. Um, uh, I think more of our concern is uh, the venues being separated uh, from the hotel. So. Well, this is one that I anguished on. Um, I mean, totally, this was a total anguish. So I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to answer this um, in, a, in, a bu- in a bunch of different ways. Um, I mean, I, I'm gonna, and I'm going to weigh out pros and cons, and so you guys can get in, in my head a little bit with me and what and how we looked at this. Um, first of all, going from from Atlanta, and I and I read some of the I, I read some of the add-on questions here because there's like um, there's a bunch of other questions or comments beneath that, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to answer all of this all in one. Um, and uh, uh, some of the people's other comments too. All right. So first of all, um, we, I, I bought rock um, for different reasons. One, because I wanted to lead it in other directions. There's things that I wanted to do with it that I don't feel like I've been able to do with it um, over the last few years. Um, and, uh, doing things a little and a lot of my ideas and things that I've wanted to do you guys are now seeing the fruit of some of the some of that those things were not I was I was held back on like uh this came right after the way everything happened is kind of funny uh, uh we we went ahead and we made the commitment to go from an online store into a physical store at Lucky Dice and um so that occurred and then right after that Rock came into our lap and we took it, and we felt like it was a good fit for Lucky Dice. We have experience in shipping and doing things, and yeah, we make some mistakes. And some people out there will probably hear this and they like, "Hey, man, you you didn't get my map out. You're right. We we made a few mistakes. Overall, we've done we've been spot on. Um, uh, we we but we've had a couple. And, and when when we do make a mistake, we fix it. We 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 do the right thing." We listen to people. We have complaints. We we fix those things. So anyway, back to where I'm going. Um, having the ability of using Lucky Dice and making it a center for rock was just logical. Now, um, also now I have we've all. If you look at the Rock Cup itself, we've been in a hotel for the last few years and went from a Holiday Inn to a DoubleTree. We had contracts signed with DoubleTree. Um, through last year, we don't have a contract with them for this year. Um, we and um, also, I have subbed things out to Dice Addictions, who I absolutely love. I love those guys. I love the support they've given us for the last few years. Completely amazed that they drive all the way from Oklahoma to um, to run to put in a, basically their store at the cup and do all the things that they do. But now I own lucky dice. And if I own lucky dice, why would I want dice addictions there when I can do it myself? Uh, that didn't exist before. Um, so, but I don't want to trek all my stuff all the way over to Atlanta. I want to have it in my own backyard. So it was a pretty easy decision to move it to Huntsville. The only downside for me going from Atlanta to Huntsville because I can do the same thing in 
even if I didn't want to put it in the store. I can do the same thing here in Huntsville with our local hotel that we did in Atlanta. In fact, there's a double tree just down the street from us, less than uh, less about a half a mile or less. Um, we could uh, we could approach them and try to do the same thing: the bar, the space, the the, the whole nine yards, and maybe got a good deal with them. Um, so that if, if if and that was what I originally was going to do. The only downside to moving from Atlanta to Huntsville is that Atlanta has the cheapest flights in anywhere in, uh, in probably anywhere in the United States. New York, Atlanta, uh, I guess L.A. maybe all have the cheap flights in because they're they're the highest. Chicago, I would think also they're the highest um, uh, airports uh, traffic wise. Huntsville does have an international airport. We do have quite a bit of traffic here. Uh, Huntsville's quite a bit bigger and, and has, has quite a bit more traffic than what people knows, but we're not by no means Atlanta. So yes, there's some additional costs um, if you want to fly in, and I realize that. Uh, I don't think it's double. I saw where somebody said it was double. Um, it's not. I've looked at the prices. I guess it depends on where you come from, but it is more expensive. And but there are bit, but that's from my end of it. I, I don't like that. But it's it's something that that made sense for us business wise. Now, um, that all being said, it was just logical for us to move. My plan, original plan was, hey, I'm going to get a hotel here. I'm going to set up just like um, we did over there. But there's lots of things over there's lots of things that occurred over at DoubleTree that I didn't like, guys. Um, there's a lot of things that I did like. You guys have heard me mention more than one time that I wanted a casino feel where you could go back to your room, just like what. Sam said, just like what he said, you could come and go and play and stay open late and the whole nine yards. And I get it. It's what I, it's what I, it's what I wanted. But um, there's other things that I didn't like about over there. Um, for example, um, I didn't like the fact that I didn't like our concessions. Uh, their concessions the year before was okay. This year they were horrible. Um, they have a policy at DoubleTree that won't allow them to put concessions in the store, I mean, in the, in the room. And so we had anybody that experienced trying to get something to eat while you were playing, it was probably a negative experience. Then they also didn't let you bring in stuff in the store, uh, beer and, and whatnot, which we, we don't hear either. But uh, the point is, is there were, and, and then also everything seemed to be breakfast. was very bloated up, very expensive. Um, it was, um, the rooms were nice. Um, the bar, the bar was nice, but the bar again had bar, had hotel bar prices, correct? Yeah. Okay. Definitely did. But it had hotel food prices, correct? Yep. Yep. Okay. So, it did. So those, those things to me are, are negative things. Um, so maybe, the fact that you're you're paying a little bit more for a plane ticket, but then by by moving it actually into Lucky Dice, we have a cafe. We serve great quality food, and we will probably I, I will probably work something up just for the for for the breakfast part of it uh, in our park, and also just in our parking lot. There's a donut shop that's about to open, um, so that's going to be right beside us, um, and we have. We have 4,000 square foot feet 
uh, in our store. I have already talked. I, I, this has been a concern of mine of fitting everybody in there. My big concern has been fitting everybody in there comfortably. Um, I have worked out the store plans to where I feel like I can do that. I want to juggle some things around before that weekend, create more space for table space, and I've and I've already made a bid for the suite uh, that's beside us, but I've also got permission to use that suite uh, for overflow for that fall, for that weekend. What I'm planning on doing with the suite, which is another thousand square feet, is putting tables in there and letting my regular customers go in there and play. Because we have, I was in the store today. Uh, I, I went this afternoon and I and I did a head count. And I had 80-plus people playing games. Um, and we had all kinds of stuff going on. We, were, we, were, we, were, we had people from wall to wall all over the store playing. And they were at the cafe tables playing free games. They were at um, – they were uh, playing – we had a Pokemon tournament going on. We had a Magic tournament going on. Um, we had Bolt Action going on. Uh, we had X-Wing going on. Um, we had two D&D groups. Um, we, and we had we had something else going on. I don't even know what it was, but it was some tabletop game. We had everything was going on all at one time. We have a we have a a, a pretty good crowd, so I, I want to make sure that they have a place that they can go to, and that's going to be next door. So I've gutted out the store, not gutted it out, but I'm going to rearrange my aisles just for this tournament and get more tables in there. Uh, and I have a staff there already that with food that can serve people. And again, our food is good. On top of that, I got beer. I've got beer right there at 23 degrees. So we have a bar. In addition to that, we have a good relationship with the people next next door to us and it's called the stall. And they're a they also they're they're a beer house. Um, but they're all craft beer. They have a bar in there and they have a little room. Um, people can go over there and relax. And we we can even get food over there to you guys. They 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 sell our food next door, um, but they um, they, they would be more glad to work with us. We don't sell craft beer. We sell domestic beer because we didn't want to be in a competition with those guys. So we let them do the craft, or they do do the craft, and we do the domestic. Uh, but we have a good line of domestic beer. Um, so that is all to me positive things. Um, going back and forth to the hotel, I get that. That's a, that's a negative thing, that you can't just walk back to your room like we have in the past. That's a negative thing. I, um, the hotel that I'm working with, uh, I'm, uh, just down the street, there's three hotels. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be working a deal with them and getting a good rate. And I'm, part of my deal is that they shuttle back and forth. But... I've also given this some thought. I, um, because of us doing it at the store, this is more affordable for me to do. I'm, I'm planning on having somebody available um, during this time to be able to shuttle people back and forth to those hotels. Uh, so I'm going to provide free service shuttle back and forth. So if Sam wants to go and, and lay down for a while or kick it back, then all she's got to do is say, hey, I need to go. And we'll drive her down there. So you don't have to have your car. If you have your car, that's a plus. Uh, but if you don't, or if you're with somebody and they want to stay and you want to go, we can take care of you. So 
I'm, I'm looking at all those things. Now, here's a big, another big thing, and it's something that I don't think anybody has really considered. Um, and um, this is part of what I wanted to talk about, and um, so I'm crossing this off because it, it, it fits into what we're talking about right now. Redemption. Um, so, hey, Howard, if I can, if before we before we get off the cost there, real quick. Yep. Um, so uh, I see that um, while we've been sitting here talking, so it was Lucas Tom Van Holland um, who's flying in from South Dakota. So yep. um, I just want to be clear with folks while they're listening to this and thinking about Huntsville. Um, so Atlanta does have cheap flights into there, um, but um, the major hub airports don't want you landing there. So I just looked at flights from Friday to Monday on the Rock Cup weekend. Um, flying into Atlanta on Friday and flying out on Monday um, is that's three hundred and eighty-eight dollars, uh, and you actually connect in Atlanta um, on Delta. And this just is an example, right? Um, but if I change that same thing and do the Atlanta airport, um, the non-stop flight. Uh, from Sioux Falls to Atlanta is uh, $423. Okay. Uh, so if, if anyone has any questions, I fly for work uh, usually once or twice a year, and, you know, we have a bunch of folks that travel. Um, so connecting flights uh, out of a major hub are actually always cheaper than landing at the major hub. So that that's just a, that's just a fact of flights, actually. Um, I think the point that we're ma- that you're yeah. making is that it's not going to be that much more, if any. Right. It's a, and, and I would argue that it would actually be cheaper um, to fly um, to fly into it, uh, Huntsville as opposed to Atlanta. That well, would, that's uh, that's good to know. Like I said, I, I've looked at this a little bit too, and I wasn't seeing a, an abnormal amount. I mean, certainly somebody would if somebody said, "Hey." It's going to cost fifteen hundred dollars versus five hundred dollars. That's a good argument, but I don't think that that's the case. No, so and I think uh, I, I think that what I what I'm about to say will subsidize any anybody. Um, that I think that this is going to subsidize, and it, it's a big factor that I want to make clear to everybody. All right, redemption. We've had tournaments going on already, and so people have got have earned points but they don't have those points they don't i mean they're not we didn't do physical points you don't have the points cards like we did before now the points cards that we had before they're still good they're good for the cup and the cup only um and you can also redeem those points on tcg player site rock will not redeem those points the reason we won't redeem those points is those points are still being produced and they fit all of tcg players regular games so if you play Magic or you play uh, Force of Will, you also can earn points. And I don't want to redeem people that's got Force of Will and and any and, and stuff like that. So we're on. That's so that, I want to make sure that everybody understands why we don't redeem the points cards. But they are good for play. They're good for play at the tournament. After this year, they're no good anymore. So use your points uh, this year. Um, now. That being said, redemption is we want, what we are going to is digital. Um, what we've uh, what we've been working on, 
Now, Lucky Dice has a website platform, and when we we were going in another direction with Rock, and that's why we were we were slowed down a little bit, and why we didn't we weren't ready at the first because the week before we were ready to go, we switched platforms, um, and we switched platforms to our own platform, and I went and made a deal with the company that is that supports us and gives us customer support and that we pay to host our website and do do customer service for us and set everything up um, similar to what I have with Lucky Dice. Now, so we put Rock on that platform. There's a reason why. The reason that we did that was because they're sister sites and they can talk to each other and be able to transfer data back and forth um, easier. So when we uh, the, the websites are set up very similarly, they have we have um, our web. Both sites are POS systems as well as a website. Uh, we don't really use the POS system very much in Rock, but the POS system talks to each other. So. Uh, we're we're able to the, the two websites are able to communicate and make everything work. That's why we did it that way. Um, so when you guys set up your account, if you did, if you didn't, you should. You need to. But it, when you set up your account um, on on our website, one of the things that you had to put in there was your WizKids ID. Your WizKids ID is your unique ID that tells us who you are. Um, it tells us that, it tells tells me that you're Daniel Powell, not Danny Powell, not Dan Powell, not Dan Powell Jr. You are Daniel Powell. And if Dan Powell Jr. comes on there, he's going to have another unique WizKids ID. So that, separate, that tells us who everybody is. Um, we have been able to go and look at the, at the WizKids site and um, everything that we need is right there. So we're working on a system to be able to pull data straight from the results section on the WizKids site because there's a PDF that you can load, and we can parse that into our website and, and, give and, and, and write a program that's being written to be able to take those results and place you into our website for rankings and for redemption. Uh, what I do is uh, what I do is I tell them we, we have something set up. You identify you identify what that tells you what kind of tournament it was, and then from that tournament it then uh, allocates the points, the rock points, and the the ranking points, and it goes and from there it goes straight into your account. That account now has your has your uh, points on your rock points on there that can be used for redemption those were those points because it's a on the same platform as lucky dice can be transferred over to when you go into lucky dice to buy things so you can go into lucky dice and buy things we're set we're writing it we're also setting it up where a point is worth a dollar so if you uh, there's a little thing on your account when you go into Lucky Dice, and it tells you uh, how many how many points you have. All of our items have a redeemable uh, 
uh, tab or not tab, but little setting on it that I, so if I have something that I'm selling for $25, I set it to where it's also $25 redeemable points, which would be rock points. So if you have 25 points, you go in there, you could purchase that item online and it will deduct your, your rock points. And if there's, if you still owe a little bit, you can pay the cash difference. So you can do a, a, a cross between them or not. Maybe you've got extra points, but it deducts it just like it is cash. So you're able to take your points and be able to spend them at lucky dice. Now, that goes even steps further, and this is what I'm leading into. When you come to um, Lucky Dice to run your tournament, we're the only place that you can go to live and use your points to purchase anything in the store. If you want a beer and you have the points for it, we can deduct it from your account. If you want a a Snickers bar, we can deduct it from your account. If you want to pay for a combo, we can deduct it from your account. Uh, if you got the points, you can use them to get anything, anything in the store that you want. Now, that is something that makes it much more worthwhile to actually have, host a tournament at Lucky Dice versus another place. So that, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much all the pros and cons that that we weighed out, um, and and obviously if if this is does not go as expected or if I if I'm unhappy with it uh, after we do it this year, we'll change, we'll modify, we'll go we'll go back to having a hotel. But I think that the pros of having it lucky dice. The fact that we have, I mean, also you got to understand, we have all product in the store, all product. We have all of our HeroClick singles, including our stuff that's online at, on eBay. We have every product that you possibly could want um, there that can be purchased. We take trade-ins. Um, we, um, we have all the rock maps sitting there in the back. Uh, we have everything that you possibly could want and a staff there to serve you, um, beer, food, uh, wireless internet, um, three TVs uh, that we can stream to. Um, everything that you want is right there at the store. And we, um, and that along with the redemption and the fact that we'll provide shuttle service and that the hotels are less than five minutes away and not to mention, I think that Huntsville is a great place. A lot of people I remember reading something earlier that somebody was apprehensive about coming to Alabama. I will tell you that Huntsville, Alabama is not like the rest of the state. Not that I'm trying to down the rest of the state, but we are international here with an international airport and an international group. Uh, my daughter uh, grew up with, inter with, with three or four different races of kids that were her best friends. Um, it's a very different place here. It's a very international culture here, and it's a and it's a very nerdy city. And the fact that we have um, a lot of um, a lot of uh, tech. It's next to Silicon Valley. It's the um, it's the highest um, subcontract electronic place in the United States. Uh, all of our missile technology is here. 
Uh, we have more rocket scientists probably in in this area than than uh, I don't know if Cape Canaveral or, or Houston has more than than we do. There's I mean it's just unbelievable how many um, engineers uh, and and everything else that we have here. So it's it's a different culture than what people are. It's it's a different culture here than probably what people are going to expect to see than what than um, when they when they come here it's 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 very different you, you're not going to walk into Forrest Gump this is really this it's very very high very high tech city yeah I think I think I'm ready to move there Dan how about you <laughs> um you know oddly enough is that a couple of companies that I work with are uh, are headquartered in uh, Huntsville. Um, so yeah, I'm no, I'm already familiar with uh, that part of it before I was uh, familiar with uh, uh, Rock and Howard being in Huntsville. So uh, yeah, I think uh, Huntsville is a very progressive city in, in general, and uh, uh, I've you know I've never had any problems with the city being anything less than a, uh, friendly and uh, accommodating on anything that we've needed. Um, so yeah, I think, but I think to sum that up for everybody, it was uh, Howard's working with a hotel that'll get us good rates, that'll get us a shuttle. Um, the flights, I, I'd be glad to help anybody out with that personally. Um, um, and if they need any uh, help googling that stuff, um, and um, it, it sounds like it's going to be good. Um, it's uh, yeah, as as long as there's a shuttle to take drunk Dave back to the hotel, I'm good with it. Well, like I said, I'm wanting the hotel <laughs> shuttle, but I'm also really probably going to employ somebody that weekend to shuttle people back and forth. Um, yeah, that'd I, be I, good. Uh, so I, I mean, it's I really think that it's uh, I, I think that people will be pleased. My my only concern, honestly, is having the space because I know what we're I know what's coming. And I want people to be comfortable. Um, the, that's the everything else is a plus. You guys are going to be really, really happy with the food and the food prices and the drink prices. Everybody's going to be really, really happy with that. Um, I only worry about. Uh, I don't want everybody to feel stuffed because one thing that we did have in Atlanta is we had plenty of space. We never felt uncomfortable at all. Um, I will analyze it this year if I feel like people are not comfortable then i will make different arrangements next year but i feel i feel like right now we can do it i, I feel like it can work I've, I've worked it over and over and over in my head um trying to make sure that we're going to have that space uh that's the only thing that i'm concerned about is the space all the other stuff that that's been brought up we've thought of we have solutions yeah yeah no i agree with you i'm will i'm looking forward to trying it out um you know uh, I think the shuttle will solve most of our things, you know, as far as getting people back to the room. And, you know, I think the one positive in general, just uh, um, statistically, I don't know, we're not thinking statistically, uh, strategically trying to do things. Uh, when we were already having to leave the hotel to go get food and that sort of thing several times a day um, uh, for different things and going to the little grocery store or the gas station across the street and uh whatnot so i mean uh you know people are already getting out and about quite a bit so i think that that people will be happy um 
having the food there because the reason we left the hotel, I mean, it was nothing against the hotel and what they fixed, but they were slow and they were pricey. And that's bottom line. True. Yeah. I can agree with that. I, I know you've, I know you thought a lot, thought a lot about all this, so I'm definitely willing to give you the benefit of the doubt and see how it goes. Well, like I said, you know, we, we I think that it's going to be a good thing. I think that we've worked it out. I'm, I'm anxious because I, I anticipate, um, I hope both of you guys come to the super, first super qualifier we run um, so you can actually see the store and I can show you what we're doing for the cup and how I'm, and how we're going to make adjustments to it to make sure that everything fits. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, I, I look forward to hopefully you guys coming down when we run our first super qualifier, which isn't that far away. Yep. No, I, uh, I plan on coming down. I think, Jason has to work at this point, though. Yeah, I have to work at, in, Mar- in the March one. Is that what you're talking about, March 17? I think uh, something like that. Yeah, I got to work. Uh, it's right on uh, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I think I have to work right now. But you, you have in May coming up, right, too, right? Yeah, I think we have a regional after that. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely shooting for making it down to that one. I just, I, I just thought that Lucky Dice was fitting to have a – a tournament on St. Patrick's Day. It just seemed like it was supposed to happen. Yeah. No, I agree. I, uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, to actually going to both of them. So, uh, I know, uh, Sam's looking to come down and looking forward to coming down for both of them as well. So, yeah, I've never got to go to your, uh, your event before. So I'm definitely want to go this year. It's been on my to-do list for a while. Well, it's shuffled around. The, the event is shuffled around. I've done, I've ran it, um, at a, the first game store was the Foundry. Then we actually went to an American Legion Hall, and then we rented at JC's. Um, I think two years. Um, so we've shuffled around a little bit, but now it's got a home, and I, don't, I plan on being there. Hopefully, uh, every year. I mean, at least the Super Qualifiers and Regionals will always definitely be there, but there is always the possibility that the Cup could move um, into a hotel or, or 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 something along those lines. But it's. You guys got to understand, and I think you do after going through everything. And it's not just that. From a logistic point of view, it's better for me because I don't have to move everything, and I've got people in place, and I've got support in place. It's just so much better. Um, and I won't lie, it's better financially too. I mean, if nobody, everybody's going to – that's not a hard one to figure out. We make more money. Uh, this Lucky Dice makes money by keeping it there. And uh, that's, that is a factor, and it's it's – um, it's not the only factor, but I would, it, I, I'm not in it. I, everybody wants to make money and I want to make as much as I can, but, uh, it's not to the point of sacrificing the event itself. If I don't, if I didn't feel like we could do it and if we do it and it's not to my satisfaction, we won't be there. That's, that's how I feel about it. I think everybody can give it a try this year. Uh, you know, there's plenty of support. And, you know, the one comment that I wanted to say uh, while we're in the middle of this was, you know, with you owning The Rock um, and being very transparent um, with a lot of things and being very highly available, uh, I'd say more so than, uh, than Tony was. Uh, not that Tony did a bad job or anything, um, but you being available and transparent and having uh, insight into the uh, decision-making um, is all positives here uh, to helping grow the, the tournament. 
Well, good. That's what we want. So, uh, let's hop into uh, our next question uh, from uh, Cody James Michael Beckham. Um, I uh, that's the uh, second. Uh, that's we have two or three players that have four names in HeroClix um, that play pretty regularly. Anyways. How will The Rock approach expanding its player-based regional coverage for in-person tournaments and public presence? Um, And is The Rock no longer a not-for-profit venture? And how does this uh, benefit the organization, player, participants, and competitive hero clicks? Um, The first part of the question is is that a big part of expanding uh, our player base, regional coverage, in-person tournaments, and public presence... Um, that we, we're doing a few things. I think the biggest thing is a website that having a place where everybody can go to and get information. I was never happy with being on Realms. I thought we were hid. I thought the information was hid. Um, I, 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 and, and, and I mean, you had to be to find everything. You pretty much had to be pointed exactly in that direction or be given the answer directly. And I don't. I, that's something I didn't want. I, I want. It's going to take a while for people to be act, become acclimated to our website, but in a few years, I'm hoping, and hope, if not sooner, I'm hoping that everybody goes straight to the website to find their answers. Because what we did is we tried to to make a website that was all encompassing, that it uh, that it uh, has every bit of information there that you want. We're still working on it. We're still um, there's still more to come. I mean, I just mentioned a little bit, a little bit ago, uh, about redemption in the rock points, uh, and there's also uh, I'm, I'm gonna there's another part which is the judge program. We'll talk about that in a minute. But we have podcasters there. We have a forum there. Uh, we have a toolbox. If nobody's looked at our toolbox, you should. Our toolbox. I mean, I feel like rock is a one-stop shop. And what I mean is, is if you're a HeroClix player and you are um, you need something, you should be able to find it there. If you want to go to the unit section on Realms, it's right there in the toolbox. Click it. If you want to um, know what's in the kits or get directions on the kits, it's there. Click it. If you want to uh, print out a tournament sheet, a rock build sheet, it's right there. Click it. If you want to know what the WizKids rules are, it's right there. Click it. If you want to go yeah. to WizKids Forum, it's right there. Click it. Everything in that toolbox, to me, and I mean, there may, and if we find other things, um, we'll add it to it. But everything that uh, I, that me as a HeroClix player, I'm always going and looking and finding. I mean, even the win, it's one click right there. Everything that I've always been looking for, it's there. I would rather go to one spot and click what I need to go to than try to go here and there and remember the websites and and everything else and that's what we tried to do and we also we we're, our reports will be published uh, results will be published there things that we're doing will be published there um, uh, just we, we tried to make it to where like I said it's a one-stop shop Every, uh, everybody everybody there and see what's going on and uh, and and find what they need to know so that's one now the second part of this question is that um, we're no well. The answer is no. We're we're not a no longer profit 
venture, a not-to-profit venture. That's We are in it to profit. Um, how does this benefit the organizations, player participants, and competitive hero clicks? I will say, uh, I've answered this before, and, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll say this pretty much the same thing. It's, I guess, motivation is, is, is part of it. Um, also, being able to push forward, uh, being able when you make a profit, you're able to do when you're able to do you're able to do other things. Um, when you, you, it's it's just it, it, part of it's being motivated. When you're just trying to do enough just to break even, uh, sometimes you don't push past that threshold. Um, we're trying to push way past the threshold. We're trying to go global. Uh, when we are, and I'll talk about that also in here in just a minute. It's another subject. Um, but we, um, and in turn, if we make good money this year, and I believe that we will, we'll open it up more. I mean, look at it this way. Okay. If we're taking $10 and throwing it in the cup per tournament, say for a winner map, we're taking $10 and uh, per win for a winner map and, and we're doing that and we are running um, 100 winner maps a year okay and so that's ten dollars that's ten dollars times a hundred we've uh, we made a hundred I mean a thousand dollars that that goes into the rock cup, what I'm what I'm what I'm trying to say but now if we could expand that to say ten thousand winner maps and they were all over the world we wouldn't necessarily need we could either take that ten dollars and make a larger pool go up to a fifty thousand dollars maybe um as a prize from 15 to 50 or we could expand the kits or we could give more back to the players um so by us profiting and expanding and being driven to do those things in return the game itself the uh the rock organization itself can give more to players possibly even job opportunities down the road for people um there's lots of things that can happen with the rock and where we're going and where I'm trying to go with it. Yeah, perfect. I think that's a uh, spot on. Um, next question um, comes in from Brett Mann. Uh, looking at the calendar for rock events, they seem to be weighted heavily towards uh, locations in the south. Was this intentional or just due to the rock management being based in the south and thus having more contacts in the area? Uh, no. That, that, I'm the second part. It's not because we're based in the south. I mean, certainly that helps um, somewhat. Uh, I mean, I'm in the south, so I mean, I'm running tournaments, so that helps. Um, and... Uh, then we've always, one of our places that we've always counted on was Big Bang, which that's another question in itself I actually have. Um, uh, since Jason's here, I'm gonna, I'd am gonna i like to talk about that. Lexington has now become a, a full supporter. Um, and we have other places in the south. But we also have, Patrick is, Patrick, uh, is kind of our West Coast guy. And Patrick's doing a little something different. We're running stuff on the West Coast right now. Um, uh, he is doing a, a, a kind of a the only thing like a world like a, a poker thing almost where you're, he's taking uh, 10, 10 events. They're modified super qualifiers. It's something that we that he and I sat down and we created. 
Uh, he's taking 10 super qualifiers uh, on that side of the coast. He's got 10 different venues that are running these things. And the champion goes um, to play into a final championship. But there's just 10 of them, and they play all weekend. And there's $2,000 that's being divvied up between them to come into that weekend. Plus, we worked in travel vouchers. Um, it's a model. It's something that, if it works well, we may duplicate on the east side next year. Um, we may we uh, I'm, I'm analyzing that. It's something that we're that we're looking at doing. That doesn't mean that we're still not going to do the other things, but it's but it's a series of events that we may do um, over here also. Um, so that's uh, so there is stuff going on the west coast. There is stuff going on in Texas. There is stuff going on in the south. There is stuff going. I don't know what Dice Addictions is doing this year. I have not talked to them personally, but they've always run a few tournaments. Um, they, um, the Ohio seems to be the interest seems to be very much growing in Ohio. Uh, New York has uh, super Kerwin's has uh, super qualifiers and regional scheduled this year. Um, they've always ran some stuff, and they and it's a great store from what I've heard. Um, and uh, so, I mean, and there's North Carolina. There's an expanded interest in North Carolina. What I do is I anybody can, if anybody wants to run one and has the ability to run one, they can. It's not it's not us necessarily finding you all the time. It's them finding us. Um, we want to run as many as we possibly can. Uh, they and uh, if you've got a venue, uh, uh, reach out to me. I, I, I'm more than eager to run events. Yeah, so I think uh, what I would say there, uh, and Brett's in the northeast. Um, now, it looks like uh, he's in uh, Maryland. Okay. So possibly, actually probably pretty far from, um, you know, where Kerwin's is at and that sort of thing up in the uh, more the other part of New York that's not New York City. Um but yeah, so I mean, Brett, you need to, if you guys are interested, then you guys can definitely run them. Um, I mean, I don't know of any other major stores in that area, um, it, but it just sounds like they need to uh, um, get on, get in here. Brett, uh, I mean, you're in our group. You've got all the links. We post the links. Um Ask away any questions and get a get uh, get a kit get some kits. We're also going to uh, you know uh, this kind of touches on that and uh, and and what Cody was saying too. Uh, part of what our one reason that I'm wanting the website to go and I, and everybody I mean first of all guys if you don't if you don't I just explained the redemption to you and what we're going to if you don't create an account and the wet on the rock website then you don't have any redemption points. You don't have any points. You can't get your points unless you create an account. We also, at some point, uh, when we when we get er- everything done, when I'm when the website is to the point of being completely done, I um, I want to do newsletters similar to what WizKids does. They send one out. I, I don't know. I get stuff from them. Um, sometimes it seems like once a week, but I know I get at least two or three a month. Uh, we want to do something similar to that with sending sending stuff out, um, pointing people to our websites. I mean, it might just be, hey, there's a new map out this month, blah, blah, blah. We just switched the quarter. We're adding in diff- different kinds of prizes, new dice, 
States is coming up. Uh, oh, and by the way, uh, Daniel Powell won the big tournament in, over here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Whatever we we want to we want to start getting that out, and also letting people uh, letting people uh, know about uh, about our uh, about what's going on in rock, and so that's that's coming too. So go to the website, create an account. That's what we need you to do right now. Yep, good stuff. Um. Eric Atkinson, um, you've talked quite a bit about the website. Uh, yeah, I want to add to that though. I, I saw sure. that question coming up. Yep. There's there's a couple more things. How's the, the new website? How's the new website web- working? And is there any plans for modifying it? Oh uh, yeah, we are. We're modifying it now. <laughs> it's in process now. It's a. It's a. It's a. I'm very happy with what it. What we've got there. It's not complete. Uh, rankings are not complete. Um, redemption is not complete. If you click, uh, if you go on to, uh, if you want to find an event right now, it takes you to a Google um, spreadsheet that tells you where all our events are at, which is good. Uh, I like the layout to a certain extent, but we have something better coming. I've already looked at it. Um, We have an event registration and an event finder um, that's coming. You'll be able to go to, you'll be able, um, venues will actually be able to register their event, can even take a payment through the site can even um, and, and have event locator on the site and uh, it's all tied into our event reporting it's coming I've seen it and it's gonna it's coming <laughs> yeah that's good stuff I can't wait to see some of the results from uh, this past uh, weekend a couple weekends on there um, next question comes in from Johnny Alpha uh, are you still have going to have the murder murder mystery dinner? Um, we will have dinner. I have not discussed with Scott whether we're going to do the murder mystery or not. And my question there is, is I love that show, but we ran that show for three years and I would like to know, and maybe you guys can start, start a, uh, I would like to see a poll and, uh, may, do we want to do another murder mystery or not? Um, do maybe we want to do something else? I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the I mean, maybe we want to do trivia instead of doing a murder mystery. Uh, maybe there's something else out there. So I, my, my question is, is what do you guys want? You want to see the murder mystery again? Would you like to see it replaced with something else? And if you do want it replaced with something else, what do you want it replaced with? Yeah. I think uh, me personally, I didn't go to the murder mystery dinner last year because, you know, I'd been to the uh, previous two. Um, and uh, I would be looking for something different. Now, I do like the idea of a of the murder mystery dinner, right, where it's a non-clicks-related uh, entertainment dinner where everybody's interactive um, yeah, I think if it's something like um, like trivia night, you know, we have trivia nights pretty much everywhere, right? Where you go to the local bar and have a trivia night. Um, you know, you don't get really folks interactive with that sort of thing. I don't think. Um, well, we are a game store, and I actually have games that we can play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, right. That are that are pretty. Some of them are pretty cool. Like one of the things that we're going to is we're we're putting a corporate package together. To where people can buy and rent rent the, one of our rooms, um, and it includes food 
and we teach them how to play a game, and some of them are team building. So there's some things that we could do in that area that, that might fit in and, and keep everybody have an interactive show, uh, interactive dinner. Um, so that's something to think about. But, I, again, I want to hear back. Appreciate your comment, Dan. And, and, and I think that what you just said is why I answered it the way that I did because I'm, I love the show, love Scott, done a great job. Um, and But three years in a row, do we need? And even though the show's been different, it's kind of the same. Do we want to keep doing that? Or do we want to do something fresh? And that's and you you kind of summed up how I felt and what I was worried about, and that's why I'm wanting I want to hear feedback. Yeah, what do you? I, I am making a post as we speak about this question. All right, what do you think, Jason? Do you want to see murder mystery or something different? I personally enjoy the murder mystery dinner. I've seen it twice. I've been two to three years. I mean, I'm, I'm not tired of it at this point. I mean, but I'm not closed off to doing something different either. It might be a thing where we might need to do something different a year or two and then come back with it again. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they can, things can definitely wear out their welcome, you know, good yeah, or not. I mean, I think uh, I think my thing is that Scott's and crew is super entertaining. Um, they are. But if they could give a different sort of content, I don't know if there's a what other kind of uh, dinner that you can do that's not murder mystery um, that includes actors and that sort of thing. So, uh, Well, it's it's food for thought. I like to hear people's thoughts on it. And uh, uh, it's something for me to ponder, something to talk to Scott about also. it's uh, and, I, and I feel the same way you guys do. Uh, I also will tell you that the first year was the best for me because I'd never had seen it before. And it was like I was just in awe of it. And it was just fantastic. Um, but you, it's just like, uh, you know, it, it's just like anything else. If you keep seeing it over and over and over again, you kind of, even though it's good, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not fresh anymore. Right. Uh, we've got two more questions here, Howard. Uh, Robert Sedani wants to know, uh, Howard, you play in a ton of events every year, but never on the West Coast. Think you can make at least one trip? I'd love to play on the West Coast. I don't uh, – I would say this. I don't know how much I, – I think I'm going to be playing less this year. I have too much in my lap. Um, that doesn't mean I'm not going to play. Um, and I, and I, and, uh, I definitely am going to still be at Worlds. Um, and I plan on playing there. Um, I mean, I have to. I mean, it's free for me this time. You know, I've already, I'm already qualified. <laughs> I'm the finals. Right, right. <laughs> so – I have to do that, uh, and I also and I want to make a point. And you guys can th- you can you guys can build this up. Uh, when who was the last world champion that we had that wasn't a rock player? And um, my point that and I'm, I'm making a point here is if you want to win worlds, um, you need to play in rock. Rock hones, I mean, it hones us in. There are great players out there that we see, but they but rock. Rock players are the ones that are winning worlds right now. Yeah. Probably have to go all the way back to the time when Dan joins one, right? And he's playing rock now. He he came to rock. Yeah, he was there this year. Uh, he sure was. I've seen him in any, yeah. 
I just think that rock prepares you. It uh, it uh, it gets you in the right frame of mind, the right mode. You just it just prepares you. I totally agree with that. Um, and then we just had a question come in from Eric Atkinson. Uh, will the quarry continue? And that was one of the things that I wanted to talk about. So now I'm crossing that off. Um, the answer, the short answer, is no. Um, I, Edward and I had a talk last week. Um, he, uh, because of the way the website is, and because of other different things, and because there's there's so much there's so many podcasts out there. We do not feel that he did not feel, and I did not feel that there was a need to continue with the quarry. His 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 own uh, personal podcast is still on site and still be uh, be talked about. And I tend to rotate um, between uh, podcasts, and I'm always open to come on a podcast. But all the all the places that we've got are doing a fantastic amount, fantastic job of reporting results for rock week in and week out and, and seeing and what's going on in hero clicks to where it was it, it, the quarry was in, in some ways almost redundant i mean they did really hardcore analyzation but i've also seen you guys do the same analyzation in just a different way um <clears throat> so no i don't <laughs> um, the quarry i think for is being set on the shelf um you never can say forever and, and as far as I'm concerned, but right now there are no plans to go forward with it. Um, I would say that at the moment um, that this podcast is probably closest to, to what I would call home as far as a podcast over all others. Uh, one, Lucky Die supports it, uh, sponsors it. And number two, you guys are, are great friends of mine. So and uh, so I, I'm always, I will be probably on this show more than others, but I... Uh, I like to do them all. I mean, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm accessible all the time. Yeah, and I think that's uh, that's one of the big uh, big positives uh, of the change in the rock is you were available before, but uh, you're available now, and you're the man. Um, so, so Howard, that that was the end of our questions. So now it's uh, it's up to you to uh, whatever else you had on your list. Yep, uh, I've got a few things here. We've covered a lot of them. Um, I've crossed those off. But the first thing that I want to talk to you about is our attention, and, and I'm actually flipping the script and asking you guys and our viewers questions because this is something I don't know the answer to and I would like to know. Um, back in, when we started, back when we brought the rock and we were planning on putting stuff, we have, and we still do, we have access to a team building program, okay? And it's... Uh, it, 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 it's, it's not ours. It's not ours. We don't own it. We didn't build it. But somebody has it. And they have not launched it for different reasons. Um, and they wanted to launch it on our site. Well, I just talked to them a week ago. Um, and he, quote, unquote, he said that uh, he had read somewhere that WizKids was launching a team-building program and that if that was the case there wasn't any point of him even launching his. And I said, I have not heard that, and I do not know, but I'll see what I can find out. Well, I quickly went onto the web later that day, and I have found no information on that. So is there any validity to this? Does anybody know? I've heard nothing about it. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about that. Well, that's maybe our viewers, when they hear this, and maybe that's something else Jason 
can ask uh, because I'd like to know because uh, the plan is is that uh, we're, 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 he's going to be an advertiser on the site with the team building. So it's not something it's something that I'm at letting him do as an ad. Uh, it's not it's not part of our site per se, but it's something that will be on the site um, if there's a need for it. If there's not a need for it, then there's uh, and it doesn't really matter. Um, so I, 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 I that's my I'd like to know. I mean, if anybody knows anything, and I do know that this is a, I know that it's a great it's a great program for what I've seen of it, and I think that maybe you've seen it also, Daniel. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, I've seen uh, I've seen uh, the program a little bit and got to demo it, and um, you know I think the big thing uh, that they're going to have to offer is uh, something different as far as saving the um, saving teams that HC Realms doesn't currently offer. Um, so HC Realms unit section lets you build teams, tweak teams. It's got all the pieces and parts there, but with no way to save the team. Yeah, I I play Star Wars Destiny in, in addition to HeroClix, and that game has a nice site. It's a fan-made site that does just what he's talking about. It has all the pieces, all the all the cards are listed there, and you can have your own account and save all of your decks there and access it, and they're there anytime you want to print them out. Destiny's a good game. We, we've done really well with it in the store. Uh, it's so we've got a lot of Destiny Love TCG player. And it's, it's it's something that's uh, doing really well for us. But, I mean, fantastic I'm talking about game. selling the singles. It's the single cards, just like they do really well. Yeah, fantastic game. Huge player base. It's great. Okay, the other thing that I want to talk about is the judge and judge programs. And so first, I don't know that this has formally been announced or told to the general public. Uh, I think I may have made a, a, a small post in, uh, in our, one of our forums, but I want to make this clear. There are three um, official rock judges um, that are sanctioned judges, I guess is the way to put it. And obviously, Pat's one of them. The other one, his head's judged out at, at, over in Majestic, and his name's Alex. He was a, I can't remember Alex's last name, but he was the judge at the World Cup, the head judge at World Cup last year. Um, you remember his last name? I don't know if he ever told me his last name. Yeah, I, I just can't remember it. I've seen it, and anyway, he's kind of like a, was, he's kind of like Cher. Uh, he only needs he only <laughs> you, you only need to know Alex. It's <laughs> just Alex, um, but he's he's a great guy, great judge, did a great job at the cup, and he's an official sanctioned rock judge. The other one uh, we happen to be talking to right now, and that would be Daniel Powell. Yep, I hadn't I hadn't got to make that announcement yet. I was waiting for you to come on, so yeah, that's uh, super exciting stuff. So he's he's an official rot judge. That that was that that was told to me by Pat. Um, I don't know what you did to get that, but you did something. <laughs> um, but anyway, he's an he's an official job and, and I'm official judge. Now what's what's cool about that is that he's the only judge that's on this side of the country. Um, now I don't know if you made any headway if you reached if you if you I, I asked you last week to reach out to Pat. I don't know if you've done that yet, and that Pat has a test or he is or he's getting the test together. And once that happens, uh, Daniel will be able to administer tests here. Uh, he can do that at events. Um, I also think that we need to do some on the phone. And once those people are administered, then they can administer tests to other people. So that's how we're going to grow. 
and that's how the judges program is going to work. Now, um, as you guys may have noticed, um, and I'm a little bit behind on this one, but it's it's all again all in my head. Uh, I know what I, I know what I want. Uh, I've kind of laid it out. Um, what what I want is um, the judges program. You don't have anything in the. There's no judges prizes in the kits anymore. Well, there's a reason why. Um, it's because we're going to reward judges based on what they do, how much they do, how, um, and those the key factors are going to be how many events do you run, what size events do you run, how what's your attendance at those events, and did you report that event back on time? Those are the key things. Those those four things, and then there's a fifth one is is if you're sanctioned, you'll get points for just being a sanctioned judge. Um, so all those things are are how um, how we're looking at you now. So I'm going to take a model of what I would like to see, and that's a model of what I'd like to see for a a venue would be to run one win a map a month, a couple super qualifiers a year, and a few qualifiers a year. And if they get a state tournament, that's even better. If they do a regional, that's even better. But I'm going to use that model right there on what I'm looking at for a judge to do. So if he does all those things and his attendance is all those goods, he should he should be rewarded the most. He he's done his he's done steps one through four correctly, and he has run a lot of events. He supported Rock, and that guy is the guy that's gonna that that guy is is our model judge, and. Uh, anybody that exceeds that would be better. Anybody that's less than that would be less. So I'm going to take that and I'm going to determine what he should get. Does he get um, all the all the maps that we produce this year, including the monthly maps? Does he does he get an entry into the Rock Cup? Does he get a hotel uh, over here? All those things I'm going to take into consideration. And those and that's how it's going to, the reward program is going to be set up. We will mail out. Uh, before the Rock Cup, all the prizing for the year for that judge. And we'll keep up with the points, and then they'll start over again the following year. That's what I'm looking for. I want, I'm looking for that judge that wants to run Rock tournaments on a consistent basis at their venue. Because winter maps are real easy to run, guys. Um, you can throw them on a sealed. You, could, you don't need that many players. And... Uh, it, it's easy to promote, and people love run, playing these things. Um, so it's not always about just running one tournament a year. Uh, yeah, that guy's going to get a reward, but I'm looking for the model judge that is running consistent rock events throughout the year. And that's going to be the guy that gets the most stuff, and then it's going to go backwards from there. But everybody's going to get something. It's just that if you can be that model, you're going to get a lot of stuff. Yeah, I think that's, uh, like that's going to be awesome. And I can say that uh, the judge test is in progress, and I did get with Pat, and I owe Pat some uh, questions. Okay, that's good to know. Um, the next person that I would like to see sanctioned is uh, Alex Coos. So I'd like you to, when you are ready, I'd like you to get Alex Coos um, sanctioned. He's, he's doing the Rock Online and I would like, and which we'll is we're gonna since we're talking about that, we'll just step into Rock Online right off the bat. But I would like to see him sanctioned. Uh, 
So, Daniel, if you would tackle that one for me, I'd appreciate it. Yep. All right. So, Rock Online, we had our first Rock Online tournament this past weekend. Um, We've got, I think, three more scheduled. Um, We are – I I sent a mandate for for Alex or how many I wanted, um, and I think that he'll get those. And it's not – I don't have it in front of me. I wish I did. Actually, I could probably go there. so I could share you, with you what our plans are for Rock Online because I get asked this all the time. Uh, that's that, that's something that everybody's got an interest in, and so let me go to that. Almost there. I've got that on Google uh, Rock Schedule Kit right now. And I think the uh, the other thing was is that um, the results from the first uh, event um, showed uh, no full point uni mines either. Yeah, I think that was pretty cool. But there was something else that was cooler than that. That is really where we're going, and uh, why I uh, and why I want to really, really, really talk about that. And I think I got. I think I nope. That's a two thousand skip. 17 schedule where in the world did i put that all right what i the biggest thing that stood out to me and that we're, we're gonna and alex is actually writing a report on this so we'll post it when he when he when he's got it we had two players that entered this tournament and they were from um thailand, thailand. now guys that's what rock online is about we also had somebody from south dakota um i don't know where all the other guys were from but uh, I know Cody won it. Uh, he was one of our question, guys that asked a question. Um, but he, uh, that, I, those guys playing from Thailand was just awesome. Now, I want to say this. Um, Rock Online is going to keep expanding. And like I said, I wished I could find what I'm looking for. And I don't see it. I know that... Um. So you had uh, the two guys from Thailand, one gentleman from Tennessee, um, one gentleman from South Dakota. Uh, Cody is from Iowa, Iowa. Iowa. Uh, Devin's from, I want to say, Iowa as well. Um, Lonnie Leatherwood's from Texas. And um, James, I'm not familiar with him, James Yoder. I know the name, but I don't know where he's from either. Uh, James Yoder looks like he. No, no, maybe from Georgia. Could be. Yeah. I don't the point know. is, it was that that was a very diversified crowd. Um, about two months ago, I, I'm actually there. We've got this. The guy that played in the Rock Online tournament from Thailand has bought some Rock product and has contacted me, and he's all ecstatic about me wanting to bring rock over to thailand coincidentally we have a um part of what lucky dust does is we we send stuff out globally uh to a few places and one of those places is thailand we have a contact in thailand that we ship out large shipments once or twice a month and um we are we are working uh, I, I had a i had a phone conversation uh, actually a skype conversation with him um, last week, and there will be a national championship in Thailand 
and there will be many events. So we're going to be shipping the rock kits right alongside of the other stuff. We have a special deal now set up with DHL to where we can ship globally pretty damn cheap. Um, uh, I would say probably with what it used to cost comparatively, uh, I think our prices are probably 75% are better le- uh, better than what the price is. That's a 75 decrease, 75% decrease in price. Significant. Um, we, so we can ship globally at a reasonable price. The way to buy these things is not to buy them one at a time, but to buy a package and let us ship that way. And the costs are almost the same thing that it costs us to ship out a USA kit when we do that. Um, so we're going to Thailand. I have a, I have a, um, um, that was the purpose of Rock Online, to join everybody together. I want people in Brazil to be able to play. I want people uh, in Mexico and, and in Thailand and anywhere that, as long as they can get online and play at the time, we want people to play from all over the place. We want to break that barrier. We want to go global. And we also want to um, start having, we want to splant, expand globally to have rock tournaments, not just here, but all over the world. Thailand, we're going to use as a model. And what I mean by that is rather than doing redemption all the way back to the rock store, uh, we, we can do it through Chris's store. That, that's my contact over there. We can actually do it through him uh, to where they can redeem stuff there locally rather than have to wait for us. But if they want a particular rock product, we can we can send it. It's 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 an easy easy thing for us to do. Um, so I'm looking at global partners that uh, would like to be basically a distributor uh, in each straight in each uh, country for rock, and then use those distributors as a redeem a redeemer of points uh, for the people in their particular country. So that's where we're heading. That's what we've been working on also. And uh, where we're and where we're going, I have a um, a, a call at nine o'clock in the morning with a um, with somebody from um, Eastern Europe. Uh, what's the what's the country called, honey? I can't even remember right now. Starts with an S. Um, maybe like uh, does... used to be Yugoslavia. No, Czechoslovakia. What is it now? It's uh, Slovakia. That's yeah, it. Slovakia. Yeah. Yeah, so I have a, I have somebody I'm talking to in the morning uh, from Slovakia that uh, wants to bring uh, rock into Eastern Europe, and those are the kind of things you know. When we're we're talking about, Cody asked the, the question earlier, um, how does it help to expand to make profit? Well, this is how we're expanding and adding a player base, and it's better for everybody. It actually becomes more global, um, and we want to expand domestically also. So that, that's the direction that we're going and what we're doing. Um, and uh, that's where I want to go. I wanna, I wanna, I, I'm excited. I was so excited about having, I don't, it was just a winner map, but we had two people from Thailand. I think that is totally cool. Yeah, and it goes back to that motivation, right? You're, you've, you're motivated to sell more kits, and if you can sell kits in Eastern Europe and Thailand and all these other places, then uh, uh, you can make it happen. So I did find what I was looking for a minute ago, and so this this is what I mandated for this year that I want to run at a minimum, and uh, this is Rock Online: thirty winner maps, uh, four super qualifiers, and two mega super qualifiers. That's a minimum. That's what I've told Alex I want to run. That's thirty six 
total tournaments uh, for the year. Plus, we're wanting to do quick pickup tournaments that we're still working out the details on, little four-man pods that anybody can play at any time. So, uh, roughly. So, and they're little mini tournaments. They can get rock points on that, too. I haven't done the breakdown on that yet, but um, that's probably coming also. But these are regular. These other ones are just a regular tournament you just play online. Nice. Yeah, and the online stuff's gone really well. Um, I helped him set that uh, work on some of the trial stuff back in November and December. And um, you get, uh, I think it's best played on your home PC with a with a big monitor, you know, twenty plus inch monitor. But uh, it, it works really well. I've seen it, haven't played it. Um, like I said, my playing time is very limited. My yeah. my playing time for the most time for the most part. This year is uh, sealed because I love sealed. I've always loved sealed anyway. But what I really like about sealed these days is I don't have to think. I just go buy my boosters, build my team, and I don't have to think about what the format is for this week and what I can do to win or what fun things I want to play and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Plus, if you uh, if you showed up to a venue to play in your underwear, uh, you'd be kicked out. But uh, if you can play, <laughs> you, you can do that on Rock Online with. Uh, Nobody, that is true. Nobody ever knowing. That that's totally true. It's also totally scary. Also <laughs> makes you wonder wonder if you want to play. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what's next on your list, Howard? I, I think we've covered everything that I wanted to go over, Dan. Um, uh, it's uh, I think we've covered everything. Rock, unless you guys have some questions back to me that we didn't that that you want to know. No, I think that covers it huh? for today. Um, we can just go in with uh, with a final thoughts for the day, uh, Jason. Uh, I know you've been busy with uh, with the kiddos today, so uh, we'll let you go with your final thoughts first. Uh, changing diapers while live on the air of the podcast is hard. <laughs> uh, Howard, what's your final thoughts? Oh, my final thoughts are I, I don't know if I have any. My, I'm always. My thoughts are too sporadic. They're everywhere right now. <laughs> um, and my final thoughts will be until David gets back on, uh, Mangog. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to Clickstaff, and we'll talk to you all next time.